Yeah. I don't know. I, li- I liked Money in the Bank. I yeah. Thought, yeah. I did, too. I thought that start to finish, um, it was pretty solid. With, the, of course, the exception of the finish finish. But, oh, yeah. like, um, yeah, a lot of really good things in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll be talking about this on the, the Geek Down on Saturday. But, like, yeah, I like the, the Women's Money in the Bank match. is one of the best ones they've done. Um, a little, I, little short for my taste, but, like, it was... Yeah. It was, like, action-packed. never stopped. Yeah, we talked about it last week. I feel like there weren't really any, like, individual strong storylines going into it, so I felt like it was just yeah. kind of... If you wanted to pick a winner, who did The Office like? And I think Bailey won for yeah. that reason, and I'm glad she did. She's my favorite. Yep. Um, I I wish that, like, maybe one or two other people had a strong, like, I'm going to win this, and that you could believe and buy into. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it did set up a Sonya-Carmella feud, though. Or yeah. up uh, Mar- Mandy, Mandy Rose. Rose. I, you know, it's one of those moments where I was curious if... Carmella actually hurt herself, or yeah. either way, it was like fourth wall breaking in that moment with her and Mandy, where she tweaked her knee and then she shoves Mandy in the stomach. Right. But Sonya Deville of the three of them looked the best. She hooved friggin' Mandy onto her back, climbed a ladder with her. It, yep. They look great. Yeah. yeah. I, I at first I thought it was uh like she actually hurt her knee, but then like the way it factored into the end. Yeah. Like made me think, oh yeah, this is just setting up, which is smart. Yep. It's good booking. Yep. Yeah. And they were super smart to put like a bunch of stuff that was good. But not consequential on from, you know, nine to ten thirty ish. Yep. That that random bunch of uh, minutes there. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the timing. It it was something that I talked about with my girlfriend and some other people of just like, does the WWE care that the Game of Thrones finale is happening? And yeah. The hope was yes. So right. That, you know, people wouldn't miss the best parts, which. Like, I, I watched it late anyway, so it didn't super matter timing-wise. I loved AJ versus uh, Rollins. That, to me, was match of the night. Yes, yeah. It felt like this is the match for a world title that should have been happening for the last year and a half. Anytime Rollins held it, AJ held it, or Roman held it. And it was great. Yeah. I know, they they great. The only downside was that uh, even with the random Lucha house party cooldown, uh, Owens Kofi couldn't get that kind of heat. But Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was a really good match. It was excellent. Um, I think that Seth Rollins really needs to keep getting these wins that legitimize him as not only the workhorse, but like the the baby face that people were starting to buy into with how right. great his matches are. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's on his way. Yeah. I think AJ looked great in defeat. It's one of those rare matches where you wouldn't mind the WWE's habit of booking people against each other over and over again because it was such a good match. Yeah, and I think they left enough on the table that like yeah. they could do something and have it be very different. What are you doing, Keaton? Yeah. Yeah, he's just he's just walking around. He's looking things. He's trying to figure out what we're talking about. We're talking about Money in the Bank. This is the wrestle down. Yeah! <laughs> Jerpalapal, Dennis Bruno, and our mascot, Keaton the Kitten Man, yep. who is staring at the pattern on my carpet. And he is uh, very, very interested in it for the first time in a year. Yep. Well, the pattern on your carpet's easier to understand than why, say, Brock Lesnar randomly yeah. appeared. I know. Um, aside from, F you guys, we're going to Saudi Arabia, and you're not going to watch this, so we're going <laughs> to burn the briefcase. Yeah. yeah. I think, I don't know. Do you, do you think he's going to use the briefcase to... Oh, uh, yeah? You I think, think so. I mean, to get to Saudi Arabia? Yeah. Um... Because I, I don't think Rollins has a number one contender right now. I don't yeah. think anybody really stands out if they didn't have a claim. True. Um, so I think Ra- I, I think it makes sense for Lesnar. Um, I I'm I'm done guessing like if he's gonna come yeah. back. Right, he's never gonna come back full time, right? But right. I don't really care what he does anymore because he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Um, I get mad when fans like have big reactions to him. Um, even though like the raw afterwards, he's like dancing as if like the suitcase is a boombox. Yeah, which is pretty fun. Yeah, the, he, him with the briefcase so far, kind of fun. Yeah, I, I hate that like he won the match uh, after seven other guys like broke themselves. Oh yeah, to like for our entertainment, and then he just comes in at the end, and and Ali stands there on the ladder like a dummy. Yeah, inches away from winning when he could just unsnatch it but like i guess nobody moves when the camera's not on them right it, it's a lot of suspension <laughs> disbelief that just yeah. is it's a lot to ask but yeah it, as far as like people working really hard ali andrade finn balor didn't die yeah finn balor got th- his body thrown at ladders real hard yeah and he bounced and he kind of took two bumps for one move yep. at one point sunset flower sun oh flower bomb. Flip. <laughs> flower bomb yes andrade when he does it it's a flower bomb so beautiful. He, oh, God, him and Zelina. Beautiful man. My God, their children would just be deities, like, straight out of the womb. But 
Um, yeah, the, those three. Orton did exactly what I wanted him to do in that match of just like he RKO'd people when he wanted to. And he back body dropped the three lightest guys onto announce tables. He like my theory was that like he kept doing that after the first guy. He was like, why don't you use a sing brother? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We gotta find out which one. That was the joke I was gonna make. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gender, get out here. Um, so yeah, it was the the show itself, Bunny the Bank, super fun. Um, night of very weird refing. I yeah. think that Ray and Joe got soured by that. I can't tell based on their reactions if that was supposed to be the end. I think I heard that they was got it got cut short. I'm guessing that was the end because yeah. they're both professionals. They don't you know they'll maintain that as much as they can. Oh yeah, and um. But I've heard that it was cut short because Ray seemed to have, like, a shoulder situation, and Joe was busted open in a bunch of places on his face. Right. Just randomly. Yeah. So, yeah. And it, it, they definitely had, like, there were enough bad referee moments, mm. uh, and the commentary was mentioning them. Yeah. That I thought that, like, there was going to be a storyline reason for it. But no, everyone just doesn't care. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's part they don't care, and it's part of, like, that's the referee who fucked up the women's triple threat. Oh, right, so yeah. The ref sucks. Yeah. And, like, that that's a shame, because you want to give everybody a chance. This guy had the biggest chance to do his job. Yeah. And failed at WrestleMania, and is failing through this pay-per-view. Right, it's so... It's the same dude. I think it was multiple, like, was it? Uh-uh, it was the same, the, same guy. For all three matches where something happened with the ref um the two from money in the bank that i'm thinking of which is uh yeah. becky lacy and right. joe ray and then i'm thinking of wrestlemania okay uh if there was a third one in the I night was, i was thinking about the um foot on the ropes during the uh cage match god that might have been him too yeah like, but because usually they switch out the ref a couple times in the night but yeah i can believe yeah messing up a bunch of times uh, not that this is going to narrow it down but it was a ref who was in great shape he had a very deep tan <laughs> but he had like a full full-ish head of like medium length brown hair spiked up yeah it wasn't drake basically. right right like drake younger does very good work but it was the other guy and he was messing up. like i don't and the thing is shane did that and they stopped it so yeah. like to your point it seemed like it was going to be a storyline reason of just like shane's abusing his power yeah audible groans from literally everybody in the arena who wasn't and Shame the and the announce team was yeah. going nuts. Like right. that's not supposed to happen. That's right. not how this match works. And that's not something that normally happens. So I was like, yeah, that's got to be real. That's got to be a yeah. You know, kayfabe. I feel like at some point, the that Vince McMahon with certain story, I like. I feel like it's, it's sensationalistic to be like Vince McMahon doesn't understand anything anymore. He'll never be good again. I just right. think that with McMahon specific stories, which there are a lot of them, and this was a Shane McMahon versus Miz match. Mm. He he decided to fudge the rules because he didn't want the agents to like rewrite that part of the match. Maybe. He wanted there to be a rope break because yeah. it was his son. Yeah, like Miz knew, and right. like so did Shane. And like to your point, they're all professional, but it was stupid. Yeah, it was just a weird moment. Um, that really was the one thing that like bugged me about the night, really, because mm. like I mean, Alyssa, my girlfriend who was with us at WrestleMania, like doesn't watch wrestling regularly. She watches right. it when I'm watching it with her. And uh, we watched Shane McMahon and The Miz, and her reaction was, I mean, that was fine, but I thought I saw that already. Right. And it was like, yeah, you did. Yeah. It was a little different, because there was a cage this time. Yeah. And Keaton was on your lap, but, uh, yeah, more or less the same. It, you could you could make the argument if you wanted to, I don't, but in a four-hour pay-per-view that you're going to have some repeat things, yeah. but... It's less to do with length in like the challenge of being original for you know two hundred and forty minutes as much as they just like the same tropes. Right, I know uh, it's, just, it's just too bad because it's been like six weeks. Yeah, it's mania, so like, and they listen to the audience, don't they? But yeah, yeah, um, to, yeah just to try to back around to like the stuff that was good. Yeah, um, like the Lacey Evans match, Lacey Evans match against Becky. Mm-hmm. I was very pleasantly surprised. Her in ring work is getting better. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, yeah, I was happy with it. And I was happy that, like, Charlotte and Becky, like, are still finding wrinkles. Like, yeah. Like, that match was kind of like, like watching two old dudes in New Japan just throw forearms at each other for, like, five minutes. Yeah. And somebody wins through via some random fluke. Yeah. I mean, a, a big boot, which is not yeah. normally something Charlotte wins any match with, ending yeah. is cool. Like, it, it's one of those things that... We talk about and we read about in terms of, like, it'd be nice if signature moves ended matches sometimes so yeah. that there'd be more unpredictability, and that's what happened. Yep. And she she won because she got hit with two signature moves yep. in a row. Yep. Once by Lacey Evans, yep. who was interfering with the women's right, and then the big boot. But, yeah. 
Oh, my girl. My girl got her moment yes. after. Yeah, we came here to talk about Bailey. Bailey. She won the Money in the Bank contract, and she won the title in the same night. She did. She's yeah. the first Grand Slam winner ever, and yeah. honorifics are honorifics, but she yeah. deserves it, and she right. did it. Yes. Uh, yeah, very satisfying like little mini story within the thing. Yeah. And a good way to transition SmackDown out of Becky Lynch's uh, like reign or whatever. Right. Out of... Which, like, you want to look at it from the perspective of, I don't know a lot of what goes on behind the scenes, so you want to erase the fact that, like, Asuka lost the title because Vince yeah. was just like, let's give Charlotte more stake to lose. Mm-hmm. But none of that really matters because, like, Bailey got split off from her tag team and from Sasha, wherever she may be. Hopefully she's doing better on vacation. Yeah. Um, broke out as a single star again because right. she's amazing. I've been saying this for years that she should be merchandise-wise the next the female John Cena that mm-hmm. every girl in the arena who buys who comes along with their parents or bought the ticket themselves should be draped in Bailey gear. Yeah. And if not Bailey gear, Alexa or Becky, just like the magnetic charismatic people who if you put aside the stupid booking that they've had for her Bailey specifically, there's no reason why she shouldn't be a champion like this sooner and longer. Yeah, I'll definitely. Well, I mean, she did have a run. I, you know what is another nice subtle thing? She won the title both times that she's won it from Charlotte. Yep. Which is a nice, like, little... She's kind of got Charlotte's number in a low-key way. Yeah. Same way that uh, Rollins tends to beat Roman Reigns yep. when they, whenever they face off. Yeah, and hopefully if when Sasha Banks comes back, it's usually Charlotte who beats her. Yeah. So, like, between the horsewomen, there's a lot of, like, fun trading and stats that you can pull. Um, But, yeah, she wins the title. She won it by, like, having this struggle of, like, morality struggle as a Mm babyface. So, like, she's still the underdog. She's she's not a shade of gray. Yep. But she did it anyway because it was the right thing to do for her. Yep, she was able to save Becky and uh, beat a very... Uh, unsympathetic Charlotte. Yeah. The same move. Charlotte dazed her, like stunned herself, <laughs> and Bailey had yep. no like. Bailey was just going to get jumped, so she moved out of the way intelligently. Yep. She cashed in intelligently. Then she got to run around and hug all the fans. I'm just like, yes, this is the Bailey that everybody should be loving. Yes, yeah. And this it, is who we're seeing. It went over way better than uh, her initial run on the roster. Yeah. Because now we know her. Right. Well, I mean, we knew her, but like, yeah, the, the main audience did not. I mean, the for me, the height was I however many years ago, three or four years ago, I was in Brooklyn Mm -hmm. when she beat Sasha, and Mm -hmm. that was the hottest she ever was. She stayed pretty hot after that, but, like, lost the title to Asuka pretty soon after and then got called up. Right. Which, I mean, she had been hurt before, and the horsewomen were all supposed to come up together, so she did a little bit more, like, journeyman work in NXT, but it's... Hindsight's always whatever you want to say. I don't know if she was supposed to come up with them. I feel like she was. She hurt her elbow, or, like, her forearm. Uh, She was... Running, fitting it up for a championship run. Then though, it was yeah. She was. I think she was meant to stay back as an anchor. Okay. Next and like I mean, she elevated in the time that she was champion. Carmella, Nia Jax, and um, and even Marie. Yeah. With like really good matches. So yeah. I think like she was just there. The same way Oscar took forever to get called up because she was just uh, undefeated and like they used her to make other people look good. Yeah, like it. it it's. It's definitely both. She she needed to be there because they needed like a strong, recognizable face as champion. It made sense to do that. Yeah. PCB had just been pulled up, or mm-hmm. like Charlotte and um, Becky were part of PCB instead yeah. of the sport, submission sorority. Yeah. He, he, he. Um, and Team Bad, they, they all came up in like December, January, and then this was like March, April. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I had wanted her to get back to that point, and yeah. it just felt like for every good match that she had on TV or like superstars there mm. was a Bailey this is your life segment or yeah. like crushing booking against a better more popular person at the time like Alexa Bliss which yeah. Alexa's great but it was at the expense of Bailey sometimes right and for me that sucked yeah yeah so I'm happy that she and like it's weird that it just took what three weeks on Smackdown yep and she's like her character's like all set because all the I mean she was on Raw the whole time and it was not working out because they're not good at focusing on the characters very well no i think the big thing for me was when she lost to alexa bliss in that feud and like the storyline was that like can bailey like muster up the violence to beat alexa bliss and then she didn't get the violence and then she got the shit kicked out of her and then uh bailey was kind of squandered in a while and then she became tag team champion and then uh now she's back yeah i mean like 
you, you said it, three weeks of SmackDown booking. Yeah. Kofi Mania happened in about the same amount of time. I right. mean, Ali got hurt, and he stepped in, and people were ready for him. People, I think, are ready for Bailey. I'm always going to be ready for yeah. Bailey. Um, and it's it's there's a lot of building blocks that are happening right now. Lacey Evans and Becky Lynch seems like it's going to continue, which yep. is good for Lacey Evans, and yep. also good for Becky, because there's very little chance she's going to lose a title. Right. Um, the Kabuki Warriors are much as I hate to coin the cop the term building momentum yep. like you're getting the sense of who they are mm-hmm. together which is important um, so hopefully the Iconics have something else to do besides get pinned yeah um, and the women's division on Smackdown is super strong right yeah they're, they're, they've got some good things going on the downside is that the next pay-per-view is uh, in Saudi Arabia fucking, yeah it's one of those where they're not going to be able to use the women so it seems like I think they've it felt like they were doing more with the women this week than before Money in the Bank, weirdly. But I would like, say that's true. Yeah, there was yeah. like a few segments on uh, SmackDown, and then there was a relatively longish one with uh, the Iconics, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, and everybody all on Raw. Yep. So, you know, it was, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. My it's, hope is that they get to a... Sorry. Uh, no, no, you got my it. hope is that they just get to a comfort level with... The women, the same way that they did with the men in, like, the early 2000s, mm-hmm. which was that it wasn't an overload, but it was, like, two or three non-title feuds happened between, like, two or three disagreeing sides. Yeah. So, like, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss right now is a perfect example. They're not vying for Becky's title or for uh, Bailey's. Yeah. They're, their storyline is friendship, and <laughs> is Alexa going to turn on her, or is Nikki going to go nuts? Yeah. Which, either way, everyone wins. Right. And it's interesting, and you don't know which. Probably both. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Um, yeah, it's just down. It's just too bad that like we're gonna have to wait like uh, probably like another six weeks before we get another major yeah. uh, women's match. But hey, they're doing you know what they can uh, with what they've got. Right, which has always been the case. It's this thing that's gonna it, the business idea I have in my head is gonna take years of yeah. just like. The WWE has to cater to shareholders because they're a publicly traded company. They're an entertainment company. They're global. Yeah. So they have to do things in their minds to like keep their shareholders happy, which includes like infuse hundreds of millions of dollars from Saudi Arabia. Yeah. But what it like again, this is like hindsight booking. If they had taken women more seriously for the last few years, you could argue that they would have been picking up their the other half of the audience they've been alienating for alienating for years. Mm-hmm. That I'm not saying it would make that much money comparably, but like you could potentially say no to murderous like <laughs> royalty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they probably would just take it all. You get you can have your cake and oh, eat. Oh, they it. would. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, part of me likes to think that they would at least have the op- more of an option to say no, or yeah. likelihood. Nah, I don't think that would ever happen. I feel like any company, for the most part, um, would gross. probably take the money yep. and uh, do a show that's as good or better than WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> it's Whatever. so funny that they can claim that and have half their roster not there. Right. Um, well, I hope they get stuck in the fucking parking lot and we'll have to wait for their own, like, Saudi Airbnb or, like, <laughs> Ubers like we had to fucking do. Yeah. And they get rained on, motherfuckers. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll see how that turns out. Well, we won't see because I don't think either of us are going to watch it. <laughs> Absolutely um, not. Yeah, we're just going to wait. We're just going to fucking tune back in sometime around Stomping Ground. Yeah. Uh, whatever that turns out to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but... What, uh, have you been watching the best Super Juniors? I have, and I love it, and yeah. New Japan is cooking. Yes, I know. Um, how far did you get? Um, I caught up a little bit with today. I was, okay. The last match I watched was uh, Osprey versus Bandito. And okay. And, man, yeah, they're tearing it up. Every gif I've seen from that match has been mind-blowing. Yep. Yeah. They're, they're incredible athletes, yeah. and you, you had said this in the Russell's Friends thread earlier. Osprey has stopped yelling to sell things, <laughs> yeah. so now you can just focus on him looking cool. Yeah, you can focus on, like, he's he's, he's less cartoonish than he was. Because for a few years, Pat, he was, he'd, like, <laughs> have a neck injury here. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> throughout the match. Yeah. And uh, it wouldn't be good. Yeah. And, well, it would be, it'd still be a good match, but it wouldn't be, like, uh, you, it would be distracting. It'd be like a, it would be like a, uh, if Bugs Bunny came into the middle of like a Tarantino film. Right. Two kinds of cartoons, but not uh, they don't go together. Yeah, like chocolate and goldfish. Yes, like the fish goldfish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there are chocolate goldfish at a retailer near you. Yeah, <laughs> we are sponsored by Chocolate Goldfish. <laughs> I don't think if that's actually true. I have not actually. <laughs> 
I guess I'll check next time I have groceries. Uh, whatever. The uh, geek down. The fish down? <laughs> oh, why we just kept doing different... <laughs> different sponsors. Different, yeah. Yeah. Every week. Just make up our own products until sure. somebody makes one, and then we claim ownership. Right, Keenan? Yeah. What if we invented a food that's for cats? <laughs> <laughs> There's an idea. Huh? Whoa, he's, he perked up. Keaton just got his wallet out. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, little man. You don't have to pay anything. But yeah. Nah, Best of the Super Juniors fuck friggin' um like I watched Kanamaru fight um Bone Soldier, yeah. which like we've talked about this a little bit that neither one of us have like an encyclopedic knowledge of all like Japanese wrestling backstory. Yeah. Like you know more than I do, but to know that Kanamaru has never lost to Ishimori and then yeah. he didn't because yeah, he spat yeah. whiskey in his face. I'm Yay! Lo- I'm really enjoying Kanemaru yeah. in this uh, in this tournament. I oh, did you see? You saw his match with Show, right? No. Oh, I think that was uh, that I was. I think it was the night before. That was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you like skipped some some. Yep. Okay. Um. Yeah. It. Do you mind a spoiler? Not at all. Okay. So it, they had really good chemistry, which you'd expect. They've had like multiple tag team matches together in the past year, mm. but like one on one, they had really good chemistry. And then they did that thing where they fight out into the audience and it's almost a count out. Yep. Uh, but Kanemaru pushed a young lion into show at the last second. So the match was like two minutes long. Yeah. Two minutes of very good action with some really hilarious cheating. Yep. That was perfect. Yeah. I mean, I feel like when people got upset about Money in the Bank that Roman Reigns beat Elias in like two minutes, I was like, no, you need that. Yeah. Because it's a long show. Yeah. So, I mean, as much as I wanted to see Roman Reigns versus Elias, like... I mean, I don't have to. No. And they can always do it again, and, like, there's weirdness there. But, like, with New Japan, they have no um, qualms about doing that. Like, the Kanemaru-Ishimori match was, like, five, six minutes, because that's all it should have been. Right. There's nothing that prevents Bone Soldier from killing him. He only (laughs) loses because he's prideful, and that's the only reason he should lose. Right. Yeah. I think every night so far has had, like, a really good match or two. Yeah. And then, you know, everything else is just competent at worst. Yep. Um, speaking of competent at worst, Juice Robinson. Um, On commentary? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and, uh, stop, please. (laughs) I like you very much. Um, and it's one of those things where you get a sense that some wrestlers are very good in small bursts and good at promos, but when it comes to, like, holding a conversation as far as the announce booth goes, they just, not that he couldn't get good, he's just not, not there at all. No, yeah, he's just like, he's just a dude who's hanging out. Yeah. That's his whole thing. He just, like, he literally did, like, a na 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 boo boo and, like, Ishimori lost, and I was like, shut up. Yeah. Like, you you just, like, dated yourself. You seem like you're 12 instead of, like, an ass-kicking guy who's a champion. Shut it. He's an ass-kicking guy with rainbow dreads. Yeah. So, he he's allowed to have some weird tastes That's in true. terms of what he's doing. You know, if that tied into his character, that I, I would feel yeah. better about that. That works. The yeah. flamboyant yeah. Juice Robinson. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's his whole thing. Yep. He's basically Elton John as a wrestler. It works. Yeah. I like him. I just don't want to hear him announce. I know. Uh, and you had said this uh, last week and in, uh, offline that Kevin Kelly's there with a uh, British soft-spoken guy who... Yeah. Uh, Charlton, yeah. Yeah. I, Charlton. Ugh, it's so frustrating when I'm just like, I know you're knowledgeable, man, but you're not entertaining. Yeah. Like, it's like listening to a Wikipedia page talk. I like him, though. I think I, li- <sighs> I like him with Kevin Kelly. I couldn't listen to him do, like, Oh, whole God, thing. no. Yeah. There are very few people I can listen to do it alone. Mm. But um, I think he adds so much context. He does. Like, long-term, you know, like like you said, like knowing Ishimori and uh, um, Kanemaru's um, uh, history. Yeah. And Noah. I mean, the color that he gives in terms of, like, very specific detail that adds a ton of, like, background context, great. Yeah. No challenge there. I just don't think that he has a sense of showmanship. Mm. He just seems self-conscious. Yeah. And in pro wrestling, that's always weird. Like, going back to, like, Mike Adamley years, where, like, they hired a dude, they paid him a bunch of money, and they were just like, yeah, you were good at hosting American Gladiators, you'll be great here, and he (laughs) fell on his face. Yeah. Like, Well, he he didn't know the product at all. No. (laughs) Well, he knew Jeff Harvey. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Harvey Law. They're another sponsor of uh, the Russell Down. Um, the Attorneys at Law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Birdman's. <laughs> yes. Uh, they will get that thing they sent you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been enjoying it. I can't wait. And I'm so glad they've, they've for the past uh, two nights, and I guess for the next two shows at least, they're not going to do the preview tags. Yes. They're just all one on one matches. 
I can't skip an hour, so now I gotta cram them even harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm looking forward to them because it's always worthwhile. It's a great problem to have. I mean, it, I would it. I couldn't say that I would rather have like this format now in yeah. the in the era where you can just make your own schedule to watch things than yeah. have to sit through five hours of Money in the Bank or Stomping Grounds or whatever it is. Because I know some of that's programmed filler, and New yeah. Japan is just like, no, we have a purpose for this. We take our scoring system seriously, and yeah. there are co- like consequences and repercussions to winning and losing. Yep, it's wrestling. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. Get some great cruiserweight action. Yep. Um, is there anything else you've seen this week that you want to shout out? Yeah, um, NXT is continuously great. We're going. To, I'm excited for us to go a yep. week from Friday. Um, I love Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong. It's the perfect filler match for like Rod for Matt Riddle because he's not fighting for a title right now. Yeah, Gargano yeah. versus Cole's gonna slap. Yep, Velveteen's fighting Tyler Breeze. Yeah, I know. <sighs> I know. It's gonna be really fun. I didn't know the drive was three hours from here. Yeah, but um, it's gonna be worth yeah, it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm playing having a good time. I was hyped for Tyler Breeze and. Uh, uh, dream to face off. Yep. Uh, I haven't seen last night's episode, but I think I watched the most recent one before that. Do you mind a spoiler? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Four-way ladder match for the tag titles. I saw something about ladder matches, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, that's either the main event or the tag titles, and that makes sense. And it's all lightweight dudes. Like, it's one of those things where... Oh, in, my God, you're right, yeah. Yeah, because, like, Killian... Like-ish, yeah. yeah. In NXT, like, Killian Dane and uh, Lars Sullivan have been, like, the heaviest guys in their ladder yeah. matches, their ecosystem. It's all midweights to lightweights. Yeah, and they're gonna right. fly the fuck around. Montez Ford right. is gonna do something amazing. So street profits. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else is in there? Oni era. Uh, Oni yep. and Danny Birch. And uh, who are you forgetting? Oh, the forgotten. Yeah! yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's ironic because that's their name. Yeah. And yet I keep doing it. Right. Because they haven't done anything. Nope. To convince me that uh, I should stop forgetting them right well it's like when people told elias to drift away because they didn't have a thing for him yet uh the, the far end sons get forgotten on purpose yeah i don't uh oh they're gonna fucking win it too probably um which you know what every for every like let's see war raiders tag run or undisputed era tag run there's one ascension tag run yeah where like we were reshuffling things like war raiders getting called up screwed up everything right true yeah so rather than ruminate on it they're just like you know what we'll stick it with people that we're not going to put anywhere on purpose and then we'll figure the rest out that's fine holding patterns are sometimes fine yeah sometimes you gotta lie on your side and just hope for a belly rub right viscera Uh, rest in peace (laughs) sorry i've just got to translate some of what keaton's doing for the audiences uh but yeah i watched uh chikara's infinite gauntlet yeah um uh event Yep. Which is a lot of fun. Uh, have you watched it at all? No, but I just love Chikara, and I love anything that's topical and isn't, like, self-indulgent. So. Um, they've been doing this kind of match for years, though. Hell yeah. So it's been, like, it's not it's not based on the movie or anything. Great. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, obviously it's taking the name from the comic, but, yeah. like, uh, yeah, it's just, like, a gauntlet match, kind of like the Royal Rumble. Nice. Um, a lot of fun stuff. There was, like, some amateurs who were, like, or trainees or whatever who, like, ganged up on everybody and also, at some point, loosened the top rope. So that it was easier to throw people over the top, and it played off into the ending, and it was so good. Yep. There's some alley cat on that show. Good Yay. show. Good show that I was like uh, really enjoying. So yep. yeah, that's the, like little things because when we were talking about like Charlton's announcing of just like I wouldn't want to listen to anybody alone. I'll listen to Mike Quackenbush alone oh, yeah. all day. Yeah. I mean, it's different because it's a smaller ecosystem. He knows everything in and out because he owns it. Yes. But the just a little detail like loosening the top tag rope right. gives the audience a different perspective on what they're already seeing yeah. so that it's a one in a million chance that loosening the top tag the top rope will ever happen in another match yeah but it could yes well it was like it wasn't a subtle thing right they it, the rope drooped down below the second rope it yeah. loosened up so much yeah so it wasn't it wasn't a matter of him like pointing it out is my my point yeah but yeah it was so good um just a fun event they've got such fun characters and you take like uh cartoon characters and you make them enact real violence and that's the special thing about wrestling yeah i got to watch a father-son fight between dasher and boomer hatfields oh no the two lucha masks with the mustaches on them yep love them such a good show yeah i mean shout out forever to jervis Cottonbelly. he's my all-time favorite chikara guy yeah uh whether he's on a show or not the gentleman wrestler all the way <laughs> yeah um 
Yeah. So you want to like just talk about like uh, do our segment mania? Segment mania. That's our pyro. <laughs> I bought it. I bought <laughs> it and put it in my apartment, and now I don't have an apartment. But it does <laughs> smell like chocolate goldfish now. Yes, uh, goldfish brought to you by money. <laughs> <laughs> You hear that? That's the sound of all them greenbacks rolling into the studio. Them too. <laughs> they got a chocolate goldfish strapped to their backs. And they're coming in, and that's going to be my dinner. Um, I don't plan on living past 35. This is becoming a lifestyle podcast. I hope everyone's ready. Yeah. Wrestling is a lifestyle. It's true. So what we want to do for Segment Mania, mm. uh, that's kind of a ta- uh, nice uh, transition from Chikara, we want to talk a little bit about comedy wrestling. Yeah. In honor of WWE's new honorable title, yeah. the 24-7 title. Yeah. Which literally looks like a fucking dollar bill got doused in some coins and then shot into the Honey, I Blew Up the Kid machine. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's a dumb looking title. It's a dumb title, it's a dumb concept if it's not treated with any kind of gravitas, which it's not right now. Um, I drove by a Dollar General last night, actually, and it was just, like, big and green, and yeah, it's dead. The 24-7 title looks like a... A A dollar store item, yeah. Yeah. It looks like a kid's title belt that you would get them to, like, get them, make them be quiet in the toy section, but... Uh, let it forever be known, because they're probably not going to harp on this, but I'm going to... Titus O'Neil was the first ever champion by picking it off the ground! Yeah, that's exactly... (laughs) I, I like it because it's like, it's going to be just a random thing that they can just cut to, and it can be fun, and uh, there is no stakes, and it gives people something to do who might, like, shine yeah. in a comedy setting, such as R-Truth, yep. who keeps calling it the Uni- European Championship. <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, because he has been with WWE that long. Right. And, like, we, the Wrestle Friends talked about this a bit, like, Bobby Roode and him have done the best with it so far yeah. in the two days it's existed, but... Right. Like, they did the best with it because they, like, treated it like a thing. Everybody else is just kind of, like, scrambling for attention, it looked like. Yeah, everything's a kind of a Keystone Cops kind of... Yeah. Just everybody running after each other. Right. Which, quick shout-out to Keystone Light. Uh, not a sponsor, but no. good job making water. So... Thinking, uh, they'll be a sponsor when they can put some chocolate goldfish in that in the beer can. water. <laughs> Get it's, some flavor to it. It's a party in a can. It's like one of the. It's like how you know there's a can of beer nuts and then it's like snakes, and you think like, oh, it's gonna be shitty beer, but no, it's the cool, cool taste of chocolate goldfish <laughs> that is marinated in Keystone Light. It's the only thing that makes gold, chocolate goldfish better um, when they're wet. <laughs> that's right. Like natural goldfish. Listen, you're busy. You don't have time to chew. You don't have time to taste. Just <laughs> suck down these goldfish. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But I, I'm a fan of the 24-7 <laughs> title as much as I love Chocolate Goldfish. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, R-Truth, like, dressing up as women, which is yeah. just, like... R-Truth, thankfully, has done such a masterful job of unhinging his character that, like, yeah. anything he does do, you believe? Right. So, him thinking that he could dress up like a woman to fool people working? <laughs> yes. Him trying to dress up basically like Carmella. Yeah. Because there are, like, eight... Women on the SmackDown roster with long blonde hair. Yep. And uh, somehow he, hey, he, this title's on the line 24 7 and he has not lost it. Uh, it is the longest reign of this title that has only existed for two shows. Yep. He has been champion for five, five days now. Yeah. My hope is because my, my first thought about it, because yeah. I had seen like NXT people in like 205 Live, or just like people who weren't on Raw or SmackDown comment about it. It was just like, I really don't think they're going to sync that they're going to make an effort to sync it up with the taping schedule. Yeah. But I hope that they do. I hope that like R Truth randomly pops up in a couple episodes of Full Sail and then loses it on like a main show right. or loses it on NXT. That would be cool. I want it to just be on YouTube. Yeah. I want it to just be like, I mean, I don't. It it most closely re- resembles the uh, DDT uh, Iron Man Heavy Metal Weights Championship, yep. which uh, is a, a title similar to WWE's, but that can be won at any time, twenty four seven. So uh, some of the the winners of the title have been uh, a ladder, yep. like two or three times, yep. uh, blow up doll a couple times. Yep. Uh, there have been uh, Brandon Stroud, the uh, writer for Oprox.com, has won it at one point. Yep. There's a lot of random fucking... Animals. Yes. 
animals, people can win it. And I think I feel like if WWE can just tap into like ten percent of that kind of creativity, and the twenty four seven title can be just some fun thing that like happens in between serious like Roman Reigns glowering at Seth Rollins glowering at other guy with black hair. Yep. I mean it 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 functions in its perfect uh role as a hot potato title because that's yeah. what it is. So like mm. it should be like one and lost in the background of things. It should be like going with people who'd like take a break. Mm. Um Stroud, Brandon Stroud on Oprox had written about it. like if Lesnar takes another like three, four months sabbatical, he should take the title with him. Yeah. And no one's crazy enough to go to his friggin' Canadian murder cottage <laughs> to get it from him. That so would, if there were seasons for <clears throat> Raw I, that would be a really funny season ending. Like, he wins the Universal title, and then, like, on his way out, like, bats our truth with one hand and then wins that title. Yep. And then everyone's just like, well, well what's going to happen now? Right. I don't uh, know why uh, WWE doesn't sound like Jimmy Stewart in my head, but it helps. Well, I, uh, I've i got to tell you why I'm going to win this title. Like, I, <laughs> the number one person I want the, to win this is Nicholas. I yeah. want him to make his return. <laughs> oh, my God, that would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And never be able to defend it because he's got school. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, they have the whole night to pin the 10-year-old, so it doesn't... <laughs> no! I don't like the language! <laughs> no! I mean, like, beat him up and then, you know, throw him in a river. This is getting better! <laughs> no, the innuendo's, the innuendo's not good. Let's go hyper-violent. <laughs> Wrestling! <laughs> yeah, that was, that's, that's another thing. It'd be fun for, like, cameo appearances. Yeah. Uh, Former WCW champion David Arquette could win in one week. Right. Though I don't Leisure. know. Yeah. DDP. Like, because that's the thing. Like, this is, if you're not going to tr- treat this title seriously, then absolutely weave in people who would only be there for a week. Like, DDP's got a new yoga set, have him diamond cut somebody. Yeah. And then he gets rolled up before the night's over. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. It's like, <clears throat> I think people booed it in the initial unveiling because they expected it to be like a serious title. Yeah. Or a uh, hardcore title. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, it wasn't, and it was kind of a dumb idea. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I I'm I think I'm optimistic for the future. Yeah. You know, they probably should have had somebody like uh, Drake Maverick or like uh, some comedy wrestler. I don't know who they have on the the fashion police or something like that to right. unveil this new title instead of like Mick Foley, who has so much gravitas and importance, and then uh, and he can normally turn things around, but not that night. Nope. I mean, he took it out of a bag, he yep. put it on the ground. That was how it got introduced. And yeah. then, like, I just, I love ceremony because it implies importance. So yeah. there should have been either a match or a fight for it instead of just grown men shoving each other before yeah. somebody picked it up. I don't know, I think that sets the tone for what they want it to be, though. I, I guess. It's an accurate tone. Yeah. Like, if it were the Universal title, I'd be like, wow, that was a dumb way to treat a thing. Right. But it's like, it literally looks like someone taped a very large dime on top of... <laughs> A very like a big green belt, so um, it's sort of a green fruit roll up. You um, know how many dimes I'd have for every piece of chocolate goldfish I didn't eat? Uh, zero dimes, zero dimes. You'll be all nickels. Because <laughs> <laughs> for every <laughs> chocolate goldfish you eat, you get a nickel back. <laughs> this promotion is gonna make us a thousand dollars. That's the chocolate goldfish guarantee. <laughs> Made with love. Served with Keaton. Keaton, you love chocolate goldfish, don't you, buddy? No. Yeah, he can't have chocolate. He would love regular goldfish if they came that way. That's true. But they don't. (laughs) They don't come. Marinated in Keystone Light. You're right. We should fix this. Nabisco, if you're listening, which we know you are. We got an idea that you're going to have to bring to Keystone Light, because I'm not going to talk to those guys. Um, Yeah, use your network. We're busy. Oh, man. Um... (laughs) Comedy wrestling. I cannot wait for this sponsorship jail to give us some money. <laughs> <laughs> I can smell it. Oh, God. Uh, what am I thinking of? Uh, so, yeah. Like, like, let's talk about like our favorite comedy wrestling uh, things that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in, in kind of in the vein of the 24-7 title, like when the hardcore title was at its wackiest and best, that's yeah. when I enjoyed it the most. Mm. So I have like fond memories of watching... 
Crash Harley defend the hardcore title in a playground while the Mean Street Posse went down <laughs> slides to try to pin him. Yes, I remember that. Um, I remember WrestleMania 16, the hardcore battle royal, where mm. Taz won it but then lost it because he got smashed over the head with a real candy jar. <laughs> so there was like bits of glass and real candy in the ring and yeah. hardcore Holly won it. Yep. And then called Michael Cole a little shit on live TV. Which, yeah. Yeah, that was the greatest thing Hardcore Holly ever Some, did. Sometimes you got some opinions about Michael Cole and they cannot <laughs> stay inside. Yeah. Oh, Just that. hit him right in the frosted tips. Yeah. I Generally, it's weird because I never remember comedy shit in WWE. Mm. Uh, I think it's because like so much of their main event scene is like deathly serious. Yep. Uh, or, or John Cena spraying poopy on a car. Yeah. Um, the word poopy and he didn't... Just do actual poopy. <laughs> he didn't lower his jorts and have a field day on somebody's like paint job. Yeah. Um, Though that would be great. Yes, he spray paints the word poopy in in red um in red red paint. Uh but yeah. <laughs> I think like I always I think like we're in the kind of a renaissance period for comedy and wrestling. Like we yeah. saw the Orange Cassidy show, which we've recapped here. Um Shikara, which we've also talked about, which was uh that's such a fun I just I watched another match involving Thief Ant today, and he's just a wrestler who's dressed like an ant who steals his opponent's moves, but sometimes doesn't do them as well because <laughs> he's just copying, yep. so he doesn't know. And then it's just a stupid gimmick that he shouldn't ever win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, Starcast is like a big pro wrestling event that's coming yeah. up soon that's outside like the WWE sphere, mm-hmm. and my favorite. Like, wrestlers to follow are the ones who promote their shows without overdoing it, and it feels like it's them. Yeah. Orange Cassidy uh, on Instagram is like, I forgot I'm do. I forgot i doing this. <laughs> and it's like him on a StarCast poster, and I'm just like, yeah, that makes me want to see it. Yeah, he's got like, he's got like nine photos on Instagram on his thing. Yep. And I still follow him in case something ever happens. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's a great comedy wrestler. His sluggishness, and uh, uh, who was... I was Jervis, I had watched him. Jervis got... <laughs> Uh, Cotton Belly, uh, I watched him in the Orange Cassidy match, and it was fucking great. Yep. They neither of them one didn't want to hurt the other. Yeah. And one was just didn't care. Yep. And it was a very, <laughs> <laughs> it was such a fun, stupid match that eventually warmed up and got pretty good. Yep. Um, similarly, I watched a an old New Japan match from the best Super Juniors a couple years back. Uh, have you ever seen the Takamichinoku uh, Tai Chi match? No. Oh. They're both in uh, the same stable at the same time, so they don't want to hurt each other. Also, they're both shithead cheaters. Uh-huh. So the match literally, uh, it's 15 minutes. The first, like, eight are them, like, creeping up to, like, touch each other and then backing away at the last second because <laughs> neither of them wants to open open themselves up with the first move. <laughs> and at one point, one of them takes a break outside of the ring. Nice. Um, the ref steps over the second rope to, like, uh, admonish him to get back in the ring. And then one of them kicks the ropes and hits the ref in the nuts. <laughs> and from then on, it's just everybody getting hit in the nuts a bunch. Nice. And it's the most perfect comedy I have ever seen. Yeah. I, I think my favorite New Japan comedy match we have talked offline about is Kenny Omega versus uh, Yano. Yeah. In the, the G1. Yes. Yeah. Either of them. Either yeah. of their G1 matches have been amazing. The first one, though. Was that that might have been the debut of Yano having tape so much? Yep, having specifically, yeah, like at least three rolls of tape on him <laughs> at all time. Um, hit, and Kenny Omega being the friggin' amazing wrestler that he is, but also incredible sport and talented comedy wrestler. Yep. So the two of them, with their ankles taped together separately, hopped at each other to run the ropes and yep. like hit each other with pads and like tried to beat each other with the weakest moves you could imagine. And like that's like especially with uh, something like. A G one that's so much to watch at once. Mm, it's nice yeah. to get a break. Yes, I know. I, that's why I'm I'm glad that Yano, uh, who's kind of an MVP of comedy wrestling, yeah, um, gets into the G one every year for like at least the past few years because mm-hmm. like every match he does, it's a comedy match. Usually him just being scared and trying to hit them with the turnbuckle pad or some shit, and then trying to hit somebody in the nuts, and it goes wrong. And uh, maybe he gets trapped in a railing somehow. Yep. Uh, maybe an announcer or two gets trapped in the railing somehow. It's just. It's he's so creative. Yeah. And there's so many different gags that he can like pull off. I mean, in building off of a lot of what we've we've said just in this episode, yeah. like Yano sticks to his stuff. He's a really believable comedy wrestler. Like the a match I'm thinking of from the most recent G1, he fought Ishii or the Super it, recently he fought 
Tomohiro Ishii. Yes, yeah. And, like, wrestled him. Yeah. And lost because he's not as good of a wrestler as Ishii. So no. then the audience sees that and goes, oh, yeah, he should be a comedy wrestler. Because yeah. he's not that, he's not as good as he could be. Yeah. He's a he cheater. cheated. Yeah, he's yeah. a cheater, but he's also not very good at that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it kicks, it works out. Yeah. I've seen him win some tag matches in, like, ten seconds because he, like, put it... There was one match where he pulled a shirt over somebody's head so they couldn't see, and then low blowed his partner. Yeah, and uh, fucking won. I mean, in in the G one, if you how depending on how seriously as a fan, which I mean, you and I for uh, New Japan, we treat him like pretty validly. Yep, he was one of three people that beat Kenny Omega in the G one. Mm-hmm. It was he still deserves a title shot. Yes, he does. Yeah. And I love that. I mean, the continuity of that, because he's a comedy wrestler, he also probably just doesn't remember. Like, yeah. You could, <laughs> yeah. You could tell that story. Because also, like, the biggest profile things he's been doing has been, like, stealing people's title belts and then yep. running away. Yes, yeah. He's a scaredy cat. Yep. Love it. Um, the Yeah, because the, the Royal Rumble weird thing that they did for the Supercard, he popped in on commentary when he was supposed to go in the ring, <laughs> and Kevin Cully was trying to talk to him in English, and the best Yano could muster, I think on purpose, I think he... Every comedy wrestler is smarter than they let on. Yep. He just goes, whoa, 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 scary, scary. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 it's scary. And then Cole Command's like, I'll go with you. And yeah. then they enter together. Nah. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. Um, who else sticks out? I mean, also New Japan, Taguchi. Yep. So fun. Yeah, Ryusuke. Yeah, yeah he loves, all of his moves involve butts. <laughs> he's, at one point, he was the, uh, he was a horse mask wrestler. Um, yep. I, th- I love his post-match interviews where a couple of days ago he said he was lucky he checked his Wikipedia page so that he could remember his moves. <laughs> I mean, and he, you and I know him as just like he had built momentum in his reputation with Prince Devitt. Yep. So it's one of those weird thing, weird, like fun, rewarding things of just like years after being a killer tag team, he just mm-hmm. decided I'm going to be a clown yep. and I'm going to have fun with it and he's very good at it. Yeah. His finishing move is the Bumaye yes. instead of the Bumaye. Yes, yeah. He, he parodies Shinsuke Nakamura but instead of hitting you with his knee, he goes with the butt. Yeah. And... He stands on his head, presents, yep. and then he tries to, <laughs> tries to uh, kill you with his ass. Yes. Yeah, he's such a goofy dude. Yeah. One of my favorite uh, screen caps of all time is El Desperado, Suzuki Goon, bad guy junior, yeah. who is just staring off into the distance and just says that ass. Yeah. <laughs> because he had just lost. Yeah. To that ass. <laughs> to that ass. Uh, it's yeah. a shame that Taguchi wasn't the 69th uh, IWGP heavyweight champ. I know. I mean, I'm not super bummed about it, but it, <laughs> nice. it would have been good. Yeah. Uh, well, at least he is. Apparently he is that for the junior title, mm. so that makes sense. Yep. Dude loves his uh, fucking innuendos. Yep. And the thing, like, he and those characters, because they don't take things as seriously whenever somebody chooses that they want to, like, imagine at the end of the Super Juniors, whoever wins it, that, mm. like, Taguchi is somewhere clapping and then Time Bomb murders him. <laughs> yeah. But because he's Time Bomb, we all love him and forgive him. Yeah. But you can dispose of somebody like Taguchi. He won't really lose anything. No. Yeah. But... You can contrast him with somebody who's taking something seriously, and it works. Yes. Yeah. Um, God, I know. Uh, yeah, any, who else you got, like... For comedy wrestlers? Yeah, what you like? Um, Orange Cassidy is the best right now. Yes. I think he's the best independent North American comedy wrestler. Yeah. I think that he has captured the essence of, I think, what everybody loves about David Wayne and Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, good, uh, good call. Because he, it, it's very specific, he has a Jansport backpack, it's mm. all early 90s fashion, or like mid 90s fashion, he wears aviator sunglasses, when he asks questions, it's with very low energy and interest, because he's trying to be cool. Yeah. Like, I had tried to get my head around it for like three or four shows that I saw him, and I'm just mm. like, what is this dude's motivation? His motivation is that he has none. Yeah. He just, he is the image of what he thinks cool is, yes. and he, like, the only way you get him to fight back is if he thinks he's going to lose. That's the only time he doesn't want to look uncool. Right, yeah, he'll... He sticks his hands in his pockets for as much of the match as he can. His sweatpants that look like jeans. Ah, oh, he's a genius. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Um, I am a big fan of uh, Session Moth Martina. Yeah, she's very she, good. Yeah, we saw her at the Orange Cassidy show having her... Uh, the, 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 the beer drink, brawl. Yes, the drinking death match that I can't remember what the uh, actual thing was called. Ah, mm. oh, so fun. Yeah, she's a, <clears throat> just a fun dancer, or fun wrestler who loves to dance up on people. John Cena's her boyfriend. They've never met. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Good, yeah. I think, like, we got some good fucking comedy all over, you know, and I might as well, we can't do a comedy wrestling thing without mentioning Joey Ryan. Right. Yeah. 
the guy with the iron dick who would be a very probably a pretty successful wrestler if he hadn't gone viral by uh, flipping a bunch of wrestlers with his dick. Right. Um, but the, the pantomime of like they would have to make contact with it yes, first. Yeah. He doesn't have a psychic dick. Right. Because uh, that's Statlander territory. But yes. Um, yeah. No, he's amazing. He's been able to throw entire shows with his dick being the theme. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, it it kind of like is is and isn't in the cat in the like comedy wrestler category. Eric Buchenhagen. Um, I think he, he's a comedy wrestler for sure. He is, yeah, definitely to start. Yeah. Because, like, I've only seen a handful of his matches, and, like, he tries to play people like instruments. Yeah. And just is delightful entering and exiting. He's yeah. a show. Right. Yeah, he's, I mean, I would definitely categorize his comedy because he's such a weird, uh, flamboyant character. Yep. The very specific character, too, is the thing, is it's in a very 80s hair metal uh, yeah. aesthetic. And it's what, like, it's these blessedly seldom things that happens with WWE where he absolutely got himself over the mm. one episode of NXT he was on. Yep. He has not been back on NXT since, but he shows up in on social media a ton and right. in, like, photo shoots. Right. So they've acknowledged that this dude has a ton of potential. I think he's probably, like, where the Street Profits would have been, like, a year and a half ago. Yeah. Where they were, like, on the house shows, getting very over. Yep. And then eventually they'll find their way on TV. Oh, yeah. In no way worried about him. I just yeah. love that I can feel this unsaid kind of, uh, like, build that's happening for mm-hmm. him. So that when he pops on TV, I'm going to lose my mind and I yeah. hope other people do. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Whatever they do with him. <clears throat> right. Um, God. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anyone else specifically that I want to shout out for comedy wrestling. Uh, let me think. I mean, at the moment, R-Truth is the best, like, oh. WWE contemporary. Yeah, for sure. Because, like, he... He's responsible, like, Carmella did her, her work, but in the Mixed Match Challenge, they were the story. Yeah. They ended up winning the number 30 spots in the Royal Rumble, so mm-hmm. thank God the, the tournament had consequences, but, yeah. like, Carmella was a heel, she lost her title, and they decided to flip her to face, and R-Truth helped her get there. Yeah. By being very silly. Right. Um, yeah, he's been silly in little bits and pieces all, the, like, throughout the years. He's, like, one of those guys who, like, I mean, Gold Dust kind of disappeared after a while, but R-Truth stays on because he's just... He brings a different energy to it. Yep. Because his character is confused, uh, possibly possibly very, very dumb. Yep. Uh, character who, like, will show up to the Royal Rumble and bring out a ladder because he thinks he's in a Money in the Bank match. Yep. Or he'll win the 24-7 title yeah. by sticking Bobby Roode in the trunk of a car <laughs> and then pitting him when everybody's gone. Right. Uh it, it's nice when they actually play with the, tr- when they play with the ideas rather than just say what the ideas are. Yeah. Um... Yeah, one last one of just, like, Kona Reeves. It's funny how bad he is. <laughs> uh, he's... I forget the word that he uses all the time. Uh, finest? He's, he's the fi- finest. There we go, he's yeah. He's the finest. He's a guy. And, uh, man, we could have ended this in a nice full circle with starting with R-Truth and not doing R-Truth. <laughs> and start and ending with R-Truth. But uh, then you have to bring up Kona Reeves, who's like uh, a Hershey bar in a bag of chocolate goldfish. <laughs> He ruins it. What are you doing in here? Ruins the aesthetic. You had your time. You got s'mores. We don't need you. So you get out of here and you give me my chocolate goldfish. Is everyone following this metaphor? (laughs) I am. Chocolate goldfish. (laughs) The Wrestle Down brought to you by. (laughs) Um, No, seriously. Um, uh, Thanks to you guys for listening. Uh, I'm Jared Palapal, Twitter.com, Swing Dangling. I am Dennis Bruno at dbruno42 on Instagram at Sensei Denny B on Twitter. And uh, Keaton, our mascot, Keaton Kittenman, uh, his Instagram is Keaton Fuzzy. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you next week. Uh, one of us might be the 24 7 champion! And one of us might be the chocolate goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>